0: So, you bought a cake, you dropped it, you took it upstairs, and now you won't open it? What's going on, Ned?
1: Come on, give us oh, come a
0: look. Can't oh. be that bad. Come on, pop it there. <laughs> oh. oh, oh.
2: You really did do a number on that.
0: Yep. Ooh. By dropping it.
2: Did a bus run over it or something? What's with the ridge going in the middle of it? Well, I know.
0: Meet the Kennedys
2: at Lasseter's, hole at the waterhole. <laughs> Cup of tea at Harold Sonia's, nursery for a stroll, it's time to Neighbours,
0: CJK let's
1: get the Neighbours.
2: Hello, this is Neighbours, we are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we tell little yarns about the recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours that have just aired on Australian screens. We are still... Head of the UK, the UK's lagging, but you know, the world will write itself one day. And uh, we are ISO recording. I'm in the PirateNet Studios. I'm Vaya, a writer, can't suspend disbelief. I've used Grace and Global Communications to dial into CJ the Hot Mess Mum. G'day.
0: Hello, how you going?
2: Well, we'll get into how we're all going. I think it'll be a collective mood. Kate is removed on Twitter. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hope you're all going well. Well, since we last spoke, well, the last episode we did was the live stream in the Neighbours Council Facebook group, which is still up there as a video you can watch back. And the day after we recorded that, our state was declared a state of disaster. (laughs) It sounds more dramatic than it is, I reckon. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Every now and then I'm like, oh, that's right, state of disaster. But really, it just means we can't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, we can't go outside five kilometer radius from where we live unless we've got a job and a permit to do that. And there's like a full, like you have to carry a form around signed by your employer. I have laminated my form. I was gonna say, I ain't got no form. I'm stuck. And what's the most
2: exciting thing is that there's a curfew on our, on our city of Melbourne. I don't.
1: We, we are currently under curfew as we record this. Yeah. We can't, I can't go. We can, I can't leave PirateNet right now. Has it made any impact on your lives? The curfew? It's made me more depressed, but other than that, no. I'm like, I wasn't doing anything. Man, it's bloody midwinter here. It's cold, 8pm. Look, I'm sorry if you're young and exciting, but yeah, this is your punishment right now. (laughs) The big problem is within nursing homes, isn't it really? Aged care homes. And yeah, that's really sad. And we've just got to stop people mixing with each other, don't we? Lucky. Faye Brennan is not anywhere near a privately run nursing home, is she? I was watching that thinking, I think she kind of needs to be on one. Like, this is above um, poor Nicolette's pay grade.
0: The business again.
1: Neighbours Council business.
2: We have patrons to shout out. Nicola and Becky, both prolific members of the Neighbours Council. Great to have you on board, Patreon. And also Claire, just in case that shout out didn't come through on our live stream. Claire joined as well. hugely appreciated during these difficult times. If you're still able to fly the flag at our Patreon.com/slashNeighboursPod, Pod. is a big help. Um, and thanks to everyone who joined in our live stream. We got really good feedback, and it
1: was super fun. And now that we understand that technology, we can do it again. It was really fun, wasn't it? I've I've been in quite a few drainer Zoom calls over the um you know this whole debacle and. I didn't. I actually came out of that one feeling positive. So there you go. Thanks, guys. And I am going to cut up some highlights and put them in as a podcast episode. I
2: just, I, got, I was depressed after the state of disaster. But so, but now I'm getting my mojo back and I can get back into it.
0: You know what? It's quite apt for this week of neighbors. It was quite a come down after that to go straight to state of disaster. I think absolutely. That, you know, I think that's kind of what it was. Um, but I just want to say, I spend like. I don't know, probably 40 to 60% of my day on Zoom every day. Um, and it, I, somebody actually told me in a training session last week that you can't spend more than three hours on Zoom without being exhausted. Like three hours oh. is kind of like mm. the maximum. But I could have been on there all night. It was wonderful. Yeah.
1: I reckon I'm 20 minutes in a Zoom call and I'm like, please kill me now. I just get, what do I have to do to get out of this?
2: We should try Twitch because there are like Twitch streamers that go on for like eight hours.
1: <laughs> Mom, what am I going to eat? I'm hungry.
2: I'm sorry, dear. Mum is twitching. Mum is <laughs> talking about Neighbours circa 1992. <laughs> We've got a few years to get through. And big shout out to friend of the pod, El Paco. She has joined the Neighbours Council right out of the opium den. Oh, welcome.
0: So to the Neighbours Council, we welcome Daniel and Michael. And Maria. Michael, you know, Vaya.
2: Oh, Chambo from Junk Time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He likes to come. On. It's been a while since I've had him on because he likes to come in and trash, trash the joint, trash Pirate Net. So once yeah. footy season's over, I'll get him back on.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I wish that we don't really have a footy storyline anymore, which is upsetting because Gashby seems to have given that away, doesn't she? I wish
1: she could still play. Can't she still be a cop and be in the AFLW?
0: I'm sure she can.
1: Don't pigeonhole Chambo here. He might be into, like, crushing cakes for shits and giggles. He
0: may well be. You're right. This is
2: business. It's not personal. So let's talk about some storylines. And I think to me there was only one storyline this week and it fell in my birthday week. It was a cake, a bum cake fueled plot point and... It's just what, what serendipitous timing of, of that storylining because it was a real celebration for me to enjoy that. We really need to get stuck in here. I haven't given this the airtime it deserves, but Ned has found a new calling to pay the bills and it was his cousin Roxy that suggested to him while he was shirtless that
1: he should put that physique on the internet. Look, Vaya, would you ever like to hear a comment about your physique, like a compliment about your physique from your cousin saying, hey, get those puppies on, OnlyFans. Nice rack, cuz.
0: Oh, what a weird thing. I didn't even think about that. But you know what? That house is turning into like the house of trouser, really, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it's more of a, an upmarket trouser in the Willis house. The house
0: of – Chino.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Casa de Chino. But, so OnlyFans is like this paid site where you subscribers tell the user what they'd like them to set, what they'd like to see, and it could be bit suggestive.
1: Now you, you know the only thing I know about OnlyFans, right? So CJ and I for quite a while now have been following this um, Melbourne Instagrammer called um, Oh God, what's her name now, CJ?
0: Uh, it's like her name now. Is it Tash? Someone. Mrs. Hamilton or something.
1: What did it used to be? It used to be, well, it started off as the wholesome hoe. Then she got kind of like schooled a bit on sex worker positivity, which, you know, she's been a sex worker now for, uh, I don't know, 12, 14 years or something. I th- you know, I think she's. I think she can claim as calling herself a hoe if she wishes to. Anyway, she was then the wholesome escort and now she's in whatever her name is now. We'll, we'll link to it later.
0: Mrs. Hamilton, ninety one. Yeah. <laughs> ninety one. Oh, that makes me sad.
1: But because so, um, being a sex worker or being an escort in Victoria is legal. Uh, but of course now with the pandemic it is illegal to for her to do any face to well, you know, body to body work. So, um and she was the main breadwinner in her household. And then so she opened a OnlyFans account. And she was promoting that a lot in her feed, which considering her feed is probably, I'd say, about 60% Melbourne women who are just, you know, kind of vicariously living the life. Yeah, but no, she's. Me- I, was, I was messaging her about something and I said, oh, yeah, I hope you guys are going all right through this because her husband quit a job as being a lawyer to become an erotic photographer. Wonderful. Beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, no, she's like, I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm doing better out of OnlyFans than I was in my, you know, face-to-face work. I saw the appeal
2: this week, I got to say. I'm like I'd sit on a bloody I'd sit on some
1: ghettos. for <laughs> I think uh, to be honest, I think sitting on a cake is probably low end in terms of like how much money. Yeah, get a, like,
2: a little cheeky 500, get the get the rent going. But I not so much OnlyFans, but there was a Twitch streamer I liked called Lily Vanilli and she's just got a really vivacious personality. And every now and then she started oh, – no, she linked to her Patreon and her Patreon said, oh, and for this tier you can see lewd content. And she specified, you know, lewd does not mean nude. It's just suggestive. It's just, you know, undies pics. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. And now she's got an OnlyFans as well. But so you, you can, you know, jack up the level of eroticism or jack it down. <laughs>
0: I was um, getting my hair done because I get my hair done in a very fancy place that Kate found on Instagram.
1: Yeah, also another Instagrammer I follow.
0: There was a, a woman next to me who was getting amazing green, like balayage, green, different toned green hair. And she was getting a lot of special treatment and I thought, what's the deal here? So, of course, I had to look her up immediately after I left the salon. And she is a model, an Instagram model. Well, not really Instagram, but you know, like I wouldn't say she's not. She's not. Uh, she's like she's sexy. Like she's a sexy model, but it's not anything in particular. You know.
2: I think once you become a model, your Instagram is high profile as well because mm. you're attractive on Instagram as well. But as but a byproduct,
0: she does a lot of OnlyFans, and now her Instagram is like mainly her and her dog. <laughs> whereas, um, whereas I think it used to be something else, but I think OnlyFans has really. Um, given shone some light for the artist community in this time
2: beautiful ned i think he's I'm, I'm excited for him he's really gotten into this you know when you first when you first make an instagram or when you make when we made a patreon it's like oh and i get to choose my profile pic and select all the different tiers and customize it and do a back back a, a wallpaper ned's really getting into it and like yashree wants to go out for dinner and he's like hang on i got i got my Bloody, I've got to work on my platform. And and he's got big dreams now. He wants to turn the Tanakh Packers into an artist studio.
0: I really like that.
1: I just shook my head. I'm just like, how, what? No, no. Like, A, like, does he know any other artists? B, where's he getting this? Um, he's getting it from, like, you know, selling his sexy photos of his hand to strangers. <laughs> This is so weird. But, I, no, I applaud it.
0: I'd like to know who's buying it, by the way.
1: Well, the, the, the picture he showed, the arty picture in black and white of basically his hand near the, the lens and kind of his body blurred behind it. I was like, who? Who would buy that at all? Like, it doesn't make any sense. There's people
2: with hand fetishes. I'm sure there's people with foot fetishes. There's people with bum fetishes. But he's essentially
1: doing, like, talk to the hand.
2: I imagine that behind a certain tier that it gets a little more racy, like you can see a bit of um, snail trail and stuff. But I think for the the front picture, he had to pick something
0: tasteful. Yeah, man, I've want a bit more than snail trail for my money.
1: I was going to say, I'm pretty sure wholesome shows the, the whole you know, enchilada. The whole
2: um, anaconda, if you will, as Puffy says later in the week. <laughs> What I love about this Ned artist track is that they've made him every artist. Like Carl is every man's doctor. He he practices all fields. But you know you know what he's not. He's not a sculptor. But they were shit. <laughs> he's not good with the paper mache. <laughs> no. But photography and painting
1: and drawing. Why not? Yeah. Stick to the painting, mate. You are pretty good at it. If your Sonia, you know, mural is representative of that. Why not? Why not do like some bloody tattooing gigs, mate? That's that's an artistic way to make money. And he
2: could freelance easily. He's still got contacts. It's very strange that he's given up the tattoo game. Just maybe there's too many gangs mixing. He's mixing with with the tattoo. Caper.
1: I used to work with a guy who was a tattooist and then moved more into graphic design. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just... fluid back and forth. Why not? Why not go to TAFE and learn how to be a graphic designer, mate?
2: I spent a lot of time on, it's not even called OnlyFans, it's called FanDangle, which is delightful because one of my jobs, this is the funnest, easiest job, was I had to sit in the control room for Dancing with the Stars, our version of Strictly Come Dancing, and watch the Twitter feed and pull out humorous tweets to put on the screen. And for a while, Channel 7 were experimenting with their own like social media platform and they called it Fango because it's where where fans go. Yeah, that took off.
0: I like fandangle in the sense of there's things dangling. Yeah. Paints a picture. <laughs> uh, I got a fandangle message from one of my subscribers.
1: Awesome. What did it say? They want a photo. Did you just put a whole lot of new ones up?
2: This is a pretty specific request.
1: What is it? Wow,
2: what a gift. I saw this play out on socials before I watched the episode, and I think I may have enjoyed it a little more on socials because I didn't know what he was meant to be doing with that cake. I assumed it was going to be American Pie style.
1: Remember what you um, said about it in the live stream last week?
2: Yeah, I didn't say it. Someone on Twitter, Phantom Diorama on Twitter, assumed it was the jizz cake. Jizz cakes. Yeah, like um, Alice's shortbread. There's something, something funky being added to the ingredient list. But no, someone wanted Ned to sit on a cake. I assume with his bare butt cheeks.
1: If, if I'm paying some, if, look, hey, if it's my fetish, I would like to dictate every detail of it, much like the, um, you know, vanilla cream sponge that the, the guy specified. I'd be like, mate, you're going to have some good lighting. You're going to have to be naked. <laughs> I'm going to have to see everything that entails that. And I want it to be in focus was it a guy, by the way. I didn't pick up who oh. the subscriber was. Oh, I 100% thought it was a man. What did you think, CJ? I
0: thought it was a woman.
1: Oh, okay. This is, I think, as Ned pointed
2: out, when he was Dame Nettie Melba, as he, he showed us in um, Pride Week, he can cater
1: to all demographics. He's open to that. Maybe maybe we should put a poll in the group about whether we thought it was a man or a woman.
0: Yep. Also, he should put up some photos of him in, in drag because yeah. he looks great in that. He'll get he'll get some more
2: requests, I think. Um, and so 500, 500 bucks in his skyrocket. He and he he's hemming and whoring a bit. He's not sure if he wants to take the plunge. And hemming and whoring.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's hold, he's consulting with V, like Yashvi. She's a little uncertain, but she's like, you know what? I appreciate your body. Everyone else can appreciate your body too. You do you. So he we we don't see him do the task but what we do see is him walking into the room with a cake box and that catches the eye of sheila and Tarage.
0: quick point that i think um colette mentioned that they went through four cakes because of coronavirus yes it was
2: like four cakes and three forks or something
0: something like that and so i think they were all filmed separately because they were very close um and so i think those no offense ben hall but those two women they acted amazing. If they were not in the room together, even if they were, I loved them in that, in that whole setup. It was great.
2: Firstly, because they reacted to a cake the way I react to a cake, the way I've reacted all week to my birthday cakes, <laughs> uh, and that's with great fondness. And I don't begrudge those women wanting to eat a dropped cake. But, so I was a little horrified because from the promos, I thought they, he, he would have left out the box Gone into the other room, and then the ladies just tucked in, not knowing it was a bum cake. But no, he fed it to them. Like so, he he comes in and they, you know, bully him into handing over the cake. Oh, what's that? What's that? And he's like, oh, it's a cake, but I dropped it. You can't have it. And they're like, we'll just eat it, and he lets them eat the cake that he sat on. That's your ex step, um, step step aunt. What is her age to him? Um, ex stepmother.
0: Yeah ex stepmom Also, she is the woman who houses him.
2: I mean, you, you could have just said it
1: was for Yashvi. It's a anniversary, It's a four-month anniversary present or whatever. Make something up. Just say you, like, tripped over and it fell on the footpath and I just need to go and throw it out right now. It
2: fell on my bum, all right? Mm. I tripped and I I've, – I've done some clumsy
0: falls.
1: I, I, I slipped over in the shower.
0: And I fell yeah. on a cake in a box. Yeah.
1: Somebody left the cake out in the rain. <laughs> I yeah,
0: It was,
2: I, it took me to some uncomfortable places, but not for the reasons they set out. Like I was happy with everything up until the point where those two ladies had forkfuls of that bum cake in their mouths.
0: I think they just didn't back themselves when they were wrote, when they wrote this or like something made them turn back. Because if they had made it like an American Pie thing or something like that, even if they'd kind of just given jokes to people who'd seen that movie, which is like everyone our age and above, right, Um, then it just would have been much yuckier, you know? Mm. Like I'm sure his bum was clean.
2: (laughs) Well, now, Kate, weren't you trying to dig around into the fact that there's been a precedent set for this sort of fetish?
1: Oh, shit. I'd heard about this fetish before. Um, And if you were going to search for crushing... Um, well, a one don't search for crushing porn on the internet. <laughs> but if you, if you unless, secure... unless you're up, for it. oh n- no, it's not safe for life, really. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, search for cake crushing porn. That that at least gives you an inanimate object that's. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll do um, now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it actually um, led me to this um, hilarious story, which involved a man of your your birth faith, Veer. Oh, well, my I don't identify as Greek
2: Orthodox, but
1: my stepfamily does. Okay? Cake crush porn priest and mistress were doing it all wrong, says a real crusher. This is an article in the New York Post. The pervy Greek Orthodox priest and his cake crushing mistress are doing it all wrong, a longtime aficionado of the sexual fetish told the post. <laughs> in the strange video, um now disgraced priest watches with glee as parish school principal um, Ethel Bazalas plants her posterior on a piece of banana bread and croons, "I'm sitting on it." Look, you <laughs> and, can't be and, sitting on a
2: banana bread. That's not going to give you a good indentation.
1: Well, I. I I think you, you might agree with the the critic here because he says that's not real crushing. What's with the cellophane, sniffed the real crusher, a 53-year-old financial advisor who lives on the Upper East Side. He said real crushers want the cake on their bare skin, not in a wrapper. Maybe because it was a priest, or maybe they were potentially new to it and had heard about it online and didn't quite understand.
2: You don't leave the wrapper on, even I know that.
1: Do you want to hear more of his thoughts?
2: I've ended um, up on
0: Pornhub.
1: possibly stop now (laughs) because i went past all those links to find the new york post link
0: yeah i'm not afraid so (laughs) um but the first one is a man but a lot of them are women
1: with the cakes
0: yeah but the first one is it it looks like a moose cake
1: oh from the thumbnails i saw it was mainly people standing on the cakes as well it wasn't like full ass to, to cake contact
0: and it seems oh. as though it starts in a high heel and then you take the shoe off.
1: I did also
2: neglect to mention that he was also getting reimbursed for the cake, which is why he splashed out on a nice fancy sponge in that big box.
1: Or he, got, he also got the instructions to make a cake if he couldn't get one, which is, which is really considerate in ISO times.
0: Mm. Yes. I mean, because it's hard to get flour, though. I imagine that's what you have to use for a buttercream cake.
1: Oh, well, he maybe he had one. Uh, Victoria sponge, can use um, corn flour. Oh.
2: But CJ, he could have done what you did for me, for what you guys organised for my birthday, is a mobile pantry, which before I knew the term for, I was just saying to people, yeah, the girl's arranged for a man to turn up with his van and sell me stuff out of the back of it in my driveway. <laughs> people were like,
1: what? I was going to say, that seems like something CJ would, be, I would understand. <laughs>
2: someone's pulling up at the Rebecca house but no it was dry goods it was like buckwheat flour and sugar and um I gave KB some pretzels it was delightful
0: <laughs> I got some pretzels for Hamish too <laughs> basic
2: our uh, partners are basic bees
1: mm-hmm.
2: but that's probably all I could ring out of that storyline the only thing it kind of it, it segues into are we going to add something before I
1: Oh, I was just going to say that the 53-year-old Upper East Side expert also says the icing on his cake is tasting it afterwards. It's the whole food aspect, licking it off your partner or having it licked off of you that I like. There you go.
2: There's going to be some Greeks that sort have of blacklisted him.
1: Oh, he also said haters should shut their pie holes. <laughs> Would you like a drink while we wait? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, sex on the beach.
2: That storyline segues into briefly B's crush on Levi. Levi, yeah, they wanted to go out for dinner, and B accidentally found herself on what she thought was a date with Levi, but Levi is not keen. So,
1: what is wrong with Levi? In what way? Well, why isn't he attracted to B? Well, I think he's going to get there,
2: but it was weird that he was so standoffish, so abruptly like just not not interested but i'm very i i'm having this hard time grabbing onto their banter with each other i enjoy them both as performers but together i find they struggle
1: to carry a normal conversation maybe it's the iso filming that isn't helping their rapport
2: right yeah they can't like actors love to get in them getting up in each other's grills don't they but they can't
0: yeah i think Uh, So at one point Levi says that he read the Finn Kelly book and so he just sees her as a victim, I think. Hmm. Oh, right, okay.
2: And he doesn't want to get in amongst that hot mess situation. I
0: mean, I don't blame him for reading it. He was about to start working at Erinsborough Police Station. He should read the latest true crime novel that's come out of that station.
1: And I'd be going, oh, my God, Sergeant Blah Blah did that?
0: (laughs) I'm going to get promoted so easily. (laughs)
1: And the other thing I noticed this
2: week, CJ, is Sheila's taken up the keto lifestyle.
0: She has, but then she ate a sponge cake, so (laughs) prob's not.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe she just ate the cream.
0: Oh, oh, maybe, but it would have been sweetened. And and Sheila does mention she's making sandwiches for both of her boys for them to take to to lunch, to school. You were going (laughs) to
2: say to school. It's so cute. It's really cute.
0: And then she says, do you know how expensive keto bread is? I just want to point out. That there's definitely low-carb bread, but if you're eating ketogenically for epilepsy, which we can only assume he is because it's not like he's, you know, got weight to lose or anything, but um, you wouldn't be eating that kind of, like, chemical shitstorm that a low-carb bread is made up of. Like, he would be eating very clean.
1: Maybe it's just two slabs of cauliflower with some cheese in the middle. (laughs) But the logic of... um... Sheila then skimping on Coyle. It's like, mate, just get him the two dollar loaf of bread from Coles and you can give him two sandwiches.
0: Like he can have like Devon in it or something.
1: <laughs> Gross. So where do we go
2: next in the street? There's only one we've got to talk about the big the big
1: bombshell that's rocked Ramsey Street.
0: Well there's two things, don't we? Do you want to talk about Puffy?
1: It's the biggest bombshell of the week, I reckon, Mm -hmm. aside from um, Ned's (laughs) bombshell.
0: So last week, now, look, I know we're in isolation and things are blurring time-wise for us, but last week Puffy had a couple of bags of speed to get through an assignment and then he has been coming down for like 10 days or something. Am I wrong? Like that's how it feels.
1: He's. I don't know. It, I feel like he's moved from being in withdrawal just to being in male menopause.
0: Maybe. Yeah, that, I mean, look, that's a, that's a high possibility, and maybe he should go see Carl and get some like evening primrose I
1: was get on some HRT, Puffy. Also, what is he studying? That it's this stressful. Is he studying brain surgery or something? It's it's engineering. Um. So yeah, there is a lot of um. It is a hard course, and he's doing the accelerated program. So look, I'm not questioning that he um is probably really stressed with his full-time bar job and the bloody rooming house he lives in.
0: (laughs) But also maybe he shouldn't be in the accelerator program.
1: Well, that's maybe he had this argument at the start of it, didn't he? That with Dippy, she's like, no, just take a bit longer and be with your family.
0: Yeah. Oh, and so
2: rather than have her be right... He's just going to completely destroy the rest of his life.
1: <laughs> yeah. It does seem like he's coming down from something a lot harder than that, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: I mean, so I looked it up and so if if it was um, meth or speed or whatever, I look, they were in baggies. So I don't I, – look, I don't think neighbours would show him smoking a crack pipe, crack pipe but I don't think no, – They save that
2: for the writer's room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's snorting it or something, like, quite simple and basic. But it, it should be gone oh, in, like, 24 hours. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have taken him this long. He should have got through it, you know.
1: Do you reckon we're going to get a bit of the old Paris Hilton white nostrils in a scene?
0: Um, yeah, look, that would be the only way to tell, like, how he's doing it. But I don't know. I think he's going to progress really quickly, which is quite sad. But the one thing this tells me is like we've talked about that he was in prison before and maybe he has been a, a drug user before. Um, maybe that's why it's so quick for him. Because he, cause he already laid the foundations years ago. Yeah, well, I just like I remember reading An- Anthony Kiedis's book. Um, he was a heroin addict at various times, the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: I've, I've heard that book is heartbreaking. Mm. It is.
0: And he went to the dentist like 10 years clean and they gave him Tremadol, which is a synthetic um, version of like heroin, like um, whatever heroin is. I can't remember. But it's a synthetic. It's not like the same by any means. Um, and that set him off and he was like a drug user in like two days. Oh. So that's the thing. And remember, Sonia, when she had the codeine, she was set off. Like so he, maybe he is. Has a, has a solid history of a drug user before DP, before all of this, you know?
2: And I kind of based Radhamis to this on Twitter a week before it happened when he was a bit tired and stressed from uni. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to go down the route of Jesse from Saved by the Bell uh, and get addicted to caffeine pills. And that was their big, very special episode with um, Elizabeth Berkeley, So – and then a week later he had – yeah, it was speed. So, you know, she had to come clean to her friends to get through it and he's come clean to Roxy, but then he started abusing her later in the week, so th- he but ruined Ro- that.
1: Roxy is full of some great advice, though. Like, um you know, you can do some meditation, which, yeah, it's, that's great. Um, but, like, her really – like, her gold standard advice that, you know, it's, it's going to take a while, but it'll work – is mindfulness colouring
2: that was beautiful, and he and he, he didn't go and get adult colouring books. he went to Nellie Fisher's room and took her colouring books,
0: which is that's rough, and I must say he really enjoyed it
2: that's the um that's the equivalent of Sonia rating Callum's piggy bank, isn't it? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I just I, – I so felt for Dippy in that scene where she comes home. She's been dealing with a grumpy prick of a husband for weeks now who's all he can – like, he only speaks to her to complain about how busy he is. And so she's, you know, trying to keep her house nice and, you know, out of his way. And then she comes home and instead of studying or resting, this guy's colouring in. <laughs> I'd be ready to snap.
0: Um, at one point, Dippy tells her new best friend, Pierce, that she's worried about the having an affair. Yes, Pippy. Oh. Yeah,
2: she's worried Puffy and Roxy are having an affair. Yeah. But I want to talk about Pippy, the affair that's surely looming. Because really, hashtag give Dippy a storyline. We want Dippy to have as meaty a storyline as Puffy has right now, like a real juicy, edgy something instead of just, oh, my husband's a shitbag. Yeah. Cool.
0: And remember, like, the only time she ever, like – Almost had an affair. It was with Gary. Imagine it was with Ugh. Pierce. Hot, hot.
2: And I don't look. That's very superficial of me, but I've, look, it's no secret that I don't understand how Gaz scored all those chicks because of his personality. And you could say the same with Pierce. I don't understand how he gets these amazing women, but um, he's at least a billionaire, male model esque specimen. So there's a few ticks in his column there and they had a ni- they had a nice little yeah and they had a nice little dance session in the kitchen making beetroot burgers
0: and look at the end of the day she just really loves how much he loves his wife and she wants the same thing at her yes. house you know um but yeah like as kate says he's just being terrible shitbag to her and then he's doing basic things like because as far as she knows, there's no a drug addiction problem. So he's just being like,
1: I'm meditating
0: and colouring for mindfulness.
1: And, it's- and Dippy's like, meditating is my thing. I've done it for years and you've never been interested. Oh, but no, now your you young fancy woman turns up, you'll do meditating with her. That, that would be setting off red flags everywhere for me.
2: I am bewildered as to why he keeps trying to – I know we're limited with sets, but why is he studying in the living room? You've got a bedroom.
1: You've got a backyard. As, as far as I'm concerned, Aaronsborough is not on lockdown and the library would be open. Just go to the bloody library. Nobody goes there anymore, Puff. Just go there.
2: Or just sit in your yard on the grass.
0: But then again, when he studied at university, that's when he got into the drugs.
2: Oh, that no good. That no good. River. Girl. River. River Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'm God.
1: I'm on the drugs. That I'm is the, the song.
0: <gasps> that's the song. <laughs> yes.
1: We've been, listeners, we've been trying to brainstorm to come up with some great drug songs yeah, to use as right going some out. Of the, some of the greatest hits. Okay, so I thought the Dandy Warhols, not a few of the last junkie on earth. And CJ?
0: The Drugs Don't Work by the Verb.
1: Semi-charmed life as well. That's about meth. Did not, did not know that. I was like a wholesome 15-year-old German out to that. Yeah, well, no, that sound does sound really wholesome, but then he goes, you know, doing crystal meth will, you know, take you up until you break. Gonna have another
2: little, little listen. Um, I'm and do you know? I don't know what they do in the UK, but in Australia, at the end of every episode lately, they have to put like a drugs and alcohol support warning message to in order to show this storyline. Well, I don't know if it's this or if it's um. Poor old mummet. Yeah, it's interesting. to do. They can do the storyline, but they have to do a
1: warning. You know, when I heard River's name, I didn't think of River Phoenix. I thought of, is it the River Boys from Home and Away? And I thought, <laughs> of course, of course they're in their cell and meth. I don't know anything about them aside them from being baddies, but, it, you yeah, know, it's in their wheelhouse. At Nay Tweets.
2: Neighbours is more Home and Away at the moment than Home and Away has been for about 25 years. <laughs> We've got the bloody edgy drug storyline. We've got, as my partner called him, Brentonado DiCaprio, the um, no-good teen shitbag
0: that's um,
2: been kicked back to
0: his residential home f- from Darren. He did he – and he had blonde hair. He looked like he should be in Summer Bay. And yeah. the whole Foster storyline to begin with is very Home and Away.
2: Mm-hmm. Now – this is amazing. I the only light relief in the Rebecca house was the homecoming of the toadfish,
1: and I'm I'm just like too soon, toad. Too soon. Just stay away for another month. They should have sent him to Colac. Take
2: the kids, go to Colac.
1: But how what, how are they going to excuse the kids not being there? Well, they were at the cafe with Dippy having milkshakes.
0: <laughs> Everyone has a milkshake. Her milkshakes bring all the boys to her yard. <laughs>
1: but baby Hugo is, I don't know six months older than my baby Harold. You can't work in a cafe and have like a small child running around. Like well, I don't
2: understand. Well she's got a millionaire helping her now. So <laughs> she doesn't need to worry about her work. How is this how's Piers just strutting around posing against the stove? Just hanging out with the common people
0: What's doing. I don't know. There's another song for
2: you
1: there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm bemused by their friendship. But, uh, Vey, you remind me that Dippy's mourning her friendship with Can. I'd forgotten all about that. Oh.
1: Yes. That's because I'm like, who cares? Like, seriously, the only people need that need to be mourning Gaz are Sheila and Coyle. It's tricky. I don't know if this is over
2: the years there's a smaller cast, but I was watching an old episode on YouTube the other day of um, Margot Robbie's debut appearance. And... In that episode, because um, Rebecca Napier finds out Paul's cheating on her and she goes and confides in Lynn and Susan and I think a fourth person. But that's like three or four women all of the same age bracket and kind of have common interests. they all got to be friends and we don't have a lot of commonality in friendship groups on Neighbours anymore. That's right. There's no big posse. And even the teens, they have one – they have like a, an heir and a spare of a friend. And I, I miss that, having pockets of friendship groups.
0: Yeah, once they start dating the teens, like that's it. Like they're a couple. Like Harlow and um, I was about to call him Benny. <laughs> um, Richie. Um, well, Richie, Hendrix. Hendrix, Mackenzie. Like that's kind of it. And they're just two couples now. Uh,
1: and we barely see Richie as well. It's not like back in the old days where you did have the two pairs of teen characters.
2: Yeah, and some friends yeah. as well. So yeah. this is this is why now we end up with the weird mismatch, odd couple friendships. Even to Rage and Sheila sharing a sponge was a bit strange.
1: Maybe it's because you've only got a limited amount of houses in the street, and then you've got so many heritage characters now. Yeah, and now they're they're divided up with lockdown, so they can't mm. even
2: hang out with the with normal people. Anyway keen to see puffy's come down oh no talk to me about the toadfish's big injury that he came home with
1: oh good lord so he's been having to run off to the toilet a lot and i thought oh has he picked up a bit of you know fnq belly or something up there has he eaten something he shouldn't have then eventually he's in the toilet and shane just walks in on him in there which is disturbing and it implied that toady was masturbating in the toilet and I was like, man, Shane is complaining he doesn't have enough privacy to study. Poor Toadie doesn't have any- poor Toady doesn't even have enough privacy to have a sly tug. But um no, it turns out so I know that- there, was a- there was a home and away character
2: called Tug. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in there. It was.
1: But no, it actually it turns out that um Dylan tried to pull a prank on Toadie when he was up in Queensland. And um, sent Harold and Toadie off to a, a nudist beach, and we're trying kind to of expect firstly great, great prank, loved it, and
0: and right on brand for Toadie. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and, and um, for Harold as well. But but like imagine the the imagery of Toadie and Harold at the nudist beach together. Yeah, because they weren't ashamed. Like you know what? We're proud of our bodies. We're just gonna. We want to. We want to go fishing. We are going to go fishing here. Shout out to Harold for for going going fishing, by the way. Like the man, like going ocean fishing. Does this man not remember what happened to him?
2: Oh dear. <laughs>
1: anyway, and they just thought, you know what? Screw you, Dylan. We're gonna like call your bluff here, and so they nudeed up and went fishing. And um, yeah, Toadie didn't um put enough sunscreen on his old fella, and ended up with a, a sizzled snag, so to speak. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise you were in there. the Mate, if
0: the door's shut, it normally means it's occupied. Yeah, but if you wanted some privacy, you should have locked it. That's what I would have done if I was going to be, you know... No, 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 it's not what it was looking like, OK? It looked like you were wrestling with an anaconda, mate. No, 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 it was an aloe vera stick, OK?
2: for purely medicinal purposes. Gosh, this is all Harold's fault. What? what not entirely. No, no, it was actually... It was a stitch-up from Dylan. He told us that he knew the perfect beach for fishing, okay? And, ah, oh. He even offered to look after the kids for the day so that Harold and I could really get into it. But then when we got to the beach, we discovered that it was actually clothing
0: optional.
1: Okay, wow. Anaconda, that's, that's like a, a big call really, isn't it? It's very complimentary. His anaconda won't get none unless he's got buns on. <laughs> The songs the songs are just coming along, yeah, you know, left, right, and centre here, aren't they? So this
2: um, just made me think of another inappropriate innuendo moment in uh, the final plot point we'll talk about, and that's the heralded return of Ma Brennan. Ma, 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 Ma Brennan. Jane Harris's daughter Nicolette is an accomplished nurse and she's gonna move into Castle she's moved into Castle Grayson, set herself up, ordering Hendo around. Which is wonderful. She's actually has been a bit of a bitch to him, but that's fine. And she is getting the house ship shape for her patient. And she brings Pierce and Hendo into the kitchen for
1: some wheelchair maintenance training. And Oh yeah, and you gotta you gotta rub the rim hard and then you've gotta get the, the lube out and oil things up. And they were snickering and I'm just like, this
2: this is a little this is not right.
1: I was looking at that and going, you know what? I think this is a job for the back porch. I don't think you should be doing this on the dining table. I Maybe mean, she put a towel down. So yeah, well, hey.
2: <laughs> I think it, we all think it's a bit problematic that poor Mar Brennan has to change states just so her daughter doesn't get the guilt for not looking after her.
1: It's it is. Oh, it's not good. Like I don't think it's a healthy environment for them to have her in their house you know it's basically um chloe seeing her future and mar brennan has declined a hell of a lot since we last saw her oh god that actor
2: plays it so well it's gonna be it's devastating but i appreciate that she's doing a good job and then poor hendo as nicolette pointed out he basically she she was so harsh she was like you fucked it hendrix pretty much because he wanted to give mar brennan aspirin because she had a headache and She's like, no, you meant to crush up the pills, and anyway, well, you could have trained him while you were training him on the wheelchair setup. You could have trained him
1: on the pain medicine. The same but she, time. she really did throw him under the bus with that. Yeah, like she could have said, "Oh, Hendrix is trying to do a nice thing." But yeah, yeah.
2: And he was so sweet to Faye, like trying to talk to her about wineries and working at the cellar door.
1: Yeah, he's he really is such a great schmoozer. Like he's he's got such a charming personality that he's going to have like a. Fairly easy life, I reckon. I mean, aside from being a billionaire's son. Yeah,
0: I love that he was like, "I'm going to ask Faye about how to get get into the wine industry, where his dad like owns all of the wine industry." Yeah, that's why that's why he's such a good schmoozer because
2: he's
1: like, "This is my in."
0: But he didn't tell her that. Like the the shithead rich kid would would have said that. at uh, some Yeah, point.
1: if if Faye did not know that Pierce owned bloody half the Barossa. You know. She she would have to know the backstory yeah. there. Oh my daughter's dating the guy who who does a lovely Grace and Shiraz or whatever. that there's probably a goon bag called Hendrix.
2: One hundred percent.
1: Can can someone mock that up for us,
2: listeners? Someone from the Ida Neighbours, give us a Hendo goon bag. And firstly look up what a goon bag is. The the box. A box of wine. Cask
1: wine. Yeah. Bo- box wine.
2: This week, it's just men being shit bags to the women in their lives. Because you've got – I don't even want to talk about Paul being a workplace bully to Mummet, Emmett's mum. And we've got Puffy just screaming at his wife because of his own fuck-ups. And now you've got Pierce being biphobic towards his wife. So they hire Nicolette as a live-in nurse. And then it comes up in conversation that she's gay. And he goes, you didn't tell me she was gay. And it's it – like, well, why is that a problem? you if she was straight she's and she's living with two men then that's also an issue like if he's, in he's, his swarped logic he's very insecure isn't he oh my god sexuality is not like casting a spell on someone just because she just because there's a woman in the house and your wife also likes women that doesn't mean you should be more, I mean, you should be more concerned with the fact that nicolette has charisma
1: No, but Chloe already lives with a man who's got charisma and that's Hendrix. True. Is he worried about that relationship? And they had good chemistry too when he was hitting on her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they did. And she said no and she's bi. So she's fine with saying no to people she doesn't want to sleep with.
1: Can we talk about the fact that Darren wanted Emmett to skip his planned meeting with his mother just so he could go and meet Ma Brennan for the first time? That was ridiculous. That was really shit.
2: Because it's it they've got to move of heaven and earth to set up these meetings with the biological parent. And then she's trying to play by the rules and then because Ma Brennan's just moved and that that was a great line when they said, Oh, we're gonna try and move your lunch um because um our mum's my mum's here and she said, Well, how long's she here for? And they're like, Oh, she's moving here. Yeah. Oh, right, that was so you can have lunch with your mum tomorrow then.
1: Yeah, and also, if you haven't seen your mum, Aaron, how about you find out what conditions she's in before you introduce her to your child? Yeah. You know, like, she she's not in great shape, which would be ups- really upsetting for Aaron to see and confronting for poor little Emmett. Yeah, and let's just give yeah. her a minute to recover from the flight. Thumbs down at their parenting this week. Shall we do Citizen and Um, I've got a Citizen. And it goes to Nicolette. <laughs> For scoring at the Waterhole Bar with the only other lesbian who's ever been there, Vay, you want to go? Or? I would love to, and I'm
2: going to give Citizen as much as I loved this storyline to Ned Willis for allowing these two lovely class act ladies to eat his bum cake. Yeah, it's 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 inappropriate.
0: See, I was about to go ahead and give him a Citizen for getting off his bum or on it. <laughs> and making some money. Well done.
1: Getting on his bum and making money.
2: <laughs> and inspiring us all in this pandemic of what one can achieve online. Let's
0: get our ovens pre- preheated.
1: <laughs> Ladies, when we were discussing it earlier, um, about I should put a, a poll up as to whether Na- Ned's Fandangle client was a man or a woman. I put it up in the council and we've had seven responses so far and they are all 100% man. Oh. oh.
2: I love this guy. I want to meet him on the street. What joy. Go and have a look in the Neighbours Council for our live stream or listen to the highlights um, in the episode before this one and uh, listen to I've got my other podcast, Daily Baby, which just hit 50 episodes. You can hear 50 days in my life with a newborn. And, look, there's a lot of time spent in my own home, but, hey, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. What, what, um, what other option is there? At least you're making yeah. content. Yeah. You're Ned.
2: I'm not I'm not sitting on um baked goods, that's for sure. No.
0: But I mean give her an offer, you never know.
2: <laughs> yeah. We we've got Patreon. We can set up a bloody reward tier. There's nothing going on at the hundred dollar level. What do you want us to sit on?
1: <laughs> Imagine what would neighbours only fans involve?
0: I mean it would be Kate trawling through information, I think. Has haven't we had a few listeners like your voice a lot, Kate?
1: Oh mate, if I could make some extra coin doing AM, That oh, was it ASMR, <laughs> doing AM radio.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Before it gets too far, oh. we should end this show.
2: Yes. Tell, tell us in the council. CJ, where are you loitering? CJ,
0: the hot mess mum on Instagram and TikTok if it's still legal.
2: Oh, Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. I'm Vaya Pashas on Twitter and Vaze on Instagram. And we'll chat to you lot next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix. I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix.
2: I saw his body thrashing round, I saw his pulse rate
1: going down, I saw him in.